Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Taniguzzi with Edmonton's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Hifa Malaki, who is a partner in the El Corazon YEG establishment in Edmonton. Thanks for joining us today, Hifa. Thank you for having me. Well, let me ask you, first of all, just maybe describe for me what El Corazon is. El Corazon is a Latin-inspired restaurant. So we um, we have a lot of Latin influence from a lot of different places. We have Spanish, Mexican, Cuban, Dominican. Our chef's actually Dominican. And so we really wanted to bring a lot of fun and flair and energy from the Latin culture and, you know, bring it in a in a great and beautiful environment in Edmonton. All right. And uh, how, how did this come about? Like, uh, I, I know your background, you've, you, you've been involved in uh, other kind of uh, restaurant establishments, and you've also been uh, in the fitness industry. How did you come to become a, an owner of a, of a restaurant? It's actually a pretty funny story. So um, I mean, I hate to go back because it's going to take everyone into the PTSD of COVID. But <laughs> in March 2020, everything closed down and I was, you know, working with Orange Theory and we had just closed 115 locations. So, you know, that was pretty traumatizing and a lot of work. And one yeah. of my really good friends reaches out to me in April when everything is shut down. No one knows what the future looks like. And he goes, you know, there's this really great opportunity for us to open a restaurant and I I literally were on zoom and I'm like, you're actually a crazy person. That's not happening. Like no one knows what the world is going to look like. Like, you know, he's a dreamer. We'll call it first. He's a dreamer. So I said, you know, I, I don't think it's something that I can do right now because, you know, I'm focused on a fitness and I don't know what the world is going to look like, but you know, I'll help you with the business plan. Happy to help put it together. And I feel like he he saw a little bit of a glimmer and he just held on to that until it shined really bright. So I feel like I got kind of pressured and bullied through the business plan to, to really leave what I was doing. But the reality is that as we were building that plan and working together, there are two things that I really saw. One was a really great business, really great idea, something that you know Edmonton doesn't really have. And I mean, for myself, I was in the hospitality industry for 15 plus years prior to stepping into fitness and development. And I thought I would never go back. And as I'm building it, it's like that my heart started to beat um, faster every time I would, you know, work on that project. Then the other part of it was, uh, you know, I've always helped business owners. I mean, I've been in franchising for 11 years. Uh, prior to stepping into this project and helped entrepreneurs really bring something to life and always wanted to do something and working with Percy on the project I thought this is this is my opportunity because I have someone that I really trust that uh, really knows their stuff and so I felt like it had really good synergy for for me to comfortably and confidently even through COVID step out and work on something special. So so when did you actually open? We opened April 7th. Of of uh, uh, 2022. Of, of 2022. Okay, then. Yeah. And uh, and obviously, you know what, uh, we're still dealing with stuff uh, at that time. Uh, what were the major challenges of opening uh, and starting a new business during a so-called uh, pandemic? Uh, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of challenges. One was our our open date kept getting pushed. Our construction date kept getting pushed. Yeah. The procurement of any goods that were custom, like millwork, and even trying to get a cooler, just trying to procure anything and purchase anything. I mean, even just we had a significant delay just getting something as simple as a cooler, right? So it's yeah. just as soon as things started opening up, I feel like a lot of a lot of other entrepreneurs were jumping at the opportunity. There just wasn't enough goods because manufacturing 
stopped for a lot of industries. So that really caused a lot of delays. Now, when you, you mentioned the, the concept that, you know, Latin uh, flavored and Latin inspired, uh, uh, are you Latin? I'm not Latin. I'm I- Iranian. Oh, okay. So the so, so yeah. begs, begs the question, right? <laughs> Why this Why? Uh, line of food? Then? Why Latin? Well, there's a few things. Um, Percy actually owned, was a part owner of a uh, nightclub and lounge in Tulum for a few years. So he has a little bit of experience, you know, and exposure actually from, uh, with the Mexican market. Okay. And for myself, I was really lucky. I mean, Orange Theories had offices in Florida. And so I had the benefit of going there a lot. And one thing that's so, I feel, attractive and vibrant about Florida, other than the weather, is there is such an incredible Latin influence everywhere. There are Mexican restaurants, Peruvian restaurants. And even if you go to just a regular restaurant, you know, all American, you still see that that Latin influence. It's also really energetic. The flavors are amazing. You work a lot more with fresh ingredients. And for us, we're, you know, we're we're really, we, we try to eat really healthy. Um, and I mean, you can't, you don't always have time and business to go home and, and make a dinner. So we wanted to open something that also had the ability through the use of ingredients to really offer something fresh and uh, kind of guilt free in a sense. And we felt that with Latin food, we could really do that. And it's very diverse. Rather than just opening a Mexican restaurant, being able to open Latin and bring influences and flavors and dishes from all over, um, like all these other Latin places, really gave us a bit more range. Oh, interesting. Um, And and, and just out of curiosity, where are you located in Edmonton? Uh, We're at El Corazon's located in the West Block building. It's on 141st Street and and uh, Stony Plain Road. Okay, and uh, what what kind of neighborhood is that? Uh, it's it's one of my favorite neighborhoods because I grew up in it. So it's actually in the Glenora neighborhood. It's very yeah. close to Crestwood and Grosvenor and Westmount area. So we're actually right in the in the Glenora area. I actually uh, lived in Glenora. My mom lives in Glenora. I lived in Grosvenor. My sister lives in Crestwood. So very familiar with that area. Oh, wonderful. Um, any thoughts of, uh, you know, looking at uh, uh, even expanding uh, the concept? Absolutely. I mean, part of the reason uh, we we decided to do this is we're actually looking to open 10 restaurants throughout Edmonton. Originally, we were going to do 10 across Western Canada, but we really love Edmonton. Right. And we're watching what a lot of other groups are doing in North America. And when you when you can really invest your time and effort and passion into your home city uh there's a number one a lot of opportunity but also like this is where our heart is this is what we want to do we want to bring different concepts into edmonton so we will for sure our our goal is to open another at least one el corazon but we're already working on a couple other concepts that are going to be opening in one will for sure be opening in uh 20 early 2024 and we're working on a couple others as well that'll be opening soon after all right. Let's talk a little bit about your background in the food industry. I see on uh, on your LinkedIn profile that uh, you worked for Joey. You also worked for Famoso. Uh, uh, what drew you into this, uh, I guess, food industry and restaurant industry? What's really interesting about the food industry, which I love, is it's a very people-driven business. You know, there's a lot of times you would go home after you know running running a busy restaurant. Seeing, you know, at Joey South Common, you'd see a thousand, a thousand people in a day sometimes yeah. on a busy patio day. And you'd go home and you you have to almost remind yourself that it's food and beverage because it's so people focused. 
I feel like that's really what what kept me in the industry is you have the opportunity to work with a lot of really young people and really uh, establish establish them and their mindset and, and culture around being good people, caring about people, really caring about the experiences that they're giving, being really good to each other. I mean, at some points, you know, you'd have 200 staff that you're managing and in order to really retain them and also drive sales and culture, you have to spend the time making sure that people are happy and they feel cared for and appreciated in order for them to deliver that same with the rest of the staff as well as the guests. So what really kept me in hospitality is that the business is very centered around people and interactions. And I love that. Love, uh, like if I had a really bad day, it was a very special thing to just go on the floor. You just go on the floor and you just talk to people and get lost in their experiences. Whereas yeah. in business, you know, um, I mean, I love orange theory, but if you had a really bad day, you just had to kind of deal with it. <laughs> so you just had to thrive in the chaos and yeah. sit in your office and, you know, just, um, deal with it. Whereas here you can, you could really in the hospitality industry, you can really get lost. And uh, even now you know, being a business owner, I have a whole management team. My favorite is going in on Friday, Saturday nights and just going on the floor. You know, it's just uh, no, no agenda other than have fun, make sure the team is having a really good time and guests are taking care of and entertained. It's just a special, it's a very special thing. So tell me uh, or tell our, our listeners and uh, viewers here a little bit about your uh, background with Orange Theory Fitness and what you did there. Well, I started with I started with Orange Theory in 2015 when there was just about 10 locations. And our head office, I always laugh, was uh, actually the back storage room of one of the locations in Edmonton. And there's uh, two and a half of us that worked for the company. One of, one of our employees actually uh, was a hybrid that also worked for World Health. And, um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I was hired to help, uh, build the operations and development of the entire company and build the team. Uh, you know, our original goal was to open maybe 50 locations, didn't even know what that was going to look like. And by, I'd say a year and a half in, we were over 50, we had 57 locations. And so we oh. really saw that something special was about to happen. So by year three, uh, with myself and the company, we actually opened our hundredth location, which, was a surreal thing, um, you know, standing in that location. It's um, I, I was I was very much in shock that we actually did it, and um, it, it, I mean, Orange Theory was uh, such a great opportunity. You know, not only being able to build the operations model and build distribution um, and bring a lot of the procurement and that from the U.S. into Canada to drop costs, and I learned a lot about that, but also really building that development plan of the team. Um, you know, I said I, we started with two and a half team members. You know, by the time I left, we had almost 30 across Canada, which, um, you know, is not a very easy thing to do, but knock on wood, we we really did it, and we're blessed to, to find some really great people. But, yeah, it took the, took the company from 10 to about 120 in my time there, and we actually opened – over a dozen locations through COVID as well. So, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the the fitness industry was one of the hardest hit uh, during uh, COVID. How what impact uh, did it have uh, uh, for you guys when you worked at Orange Theory? And I'm and I'm also curious of just what you learned as a as a business person uh, through this whole COVID experience. Well, there's a, there's a few things I learned. Um, number one was, uh, you know, it, you 
that became a pivotal moment. I, I've always cared about people. I feel like even if you were to ask any of the franchisees that worked with me, uh, I was someone that really did support them and care about them. And if they called, I answered. Um, unless I was in a meeting, I'd call them back. <laughs> to have integrity and make that proper statement. Uh, but really through COVID, uh, the level of care you have to have uh, for not only just the businesses, but you, the humans that were behind it, people yeah. were, were standing to lose their homes, not being able to feed themselves and feed their kids and, and putting everything that they had in it. So what I really learned was you had to be really selfless as someone running an organization at that, at that magnitude, you know, closing 115 locations, you know, in one day with no notice and then trying to do everything you yeah. can to open every single one of them, every chance you got was, uh, you know, it was challenging, but what really did, what really did fuel myself and the team was we're doing this for people. We're not doing this for the brand. We're doing this because there are people that are absolutely emotionally and financially connected to this. Then this is our responsibility. So really, I, I felt that it was the first time I really understood what it meant to be an owner because I had to fight so hard for them constantly yeah. every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, El Corazon again. What's yeah. the name? Uh, what's the name mean, and where does it come from? Uh, the name means the heart. And so the, yeah, uh, the reason that we call it that is, you know, a lot of people put their heart in their business. We put our heart around it and uh, want people to walk into it. Oh, wonderful. And yeah. uh, you had a favorite dish there? Oh my gosh. I have quite a few favorite dishes. Um, oh, I mean, the staff would absolutely advocate that I love the Calamata and green olive tapenade. I absolutely love it. I am a sucker for olives. If I ever walk in anywhere in any oh. restaurant, not just anywhere random, um, they, if they, if I see olives on the menu, I am eating the olives. It's just going to happen. You and me. <laughs> I'm obsessed. My guilty pleasure is the Argentinian provoletta. It's smoked matza and smoked provolone marinated in chimichurri and then baked. So it's delicious and cheesy and kind of citrusy. And it's served with chapa bread. It is absolutely amazing. Okay, now I'm really ticked off at myself <laughs> because I had, uh, uh, my wife and I uh, came to Edmonton, I think, four times last summer. I wish I would have known uh, that you guys are uh, were open, uh, but next summer for sure. Well, well now you're coming and, and you're going to you're gonna try some delicious cocktails and I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you until you have to crawl out. We have to, we have to roll you out of the restaurant <laughs> and away again. <laughs> So, so uh, Hifa, did you, uh, you grew up in Edmonton? I did. Yeah. We left Iran when I was um, about a year and a half. We were refugees. Oh. We were oh. in Pakistan and yeah, we were in Pakistan for a year and a half. And then um, we actually got sent to Edmonton because my dad's a machinist and, you know, there's a big oil boom. So as refugees, I mean, our families all got split all over the world and we were the only ones that were sent to Edmonton. And I've, uh, you know, grown up in Edmonton ever since. So it's been a really happy 36 years and I will never leave. What did you want to do when you grew up? Uh, not, I originally. Probably not I be mean, a restaurant owner, right? Okay. No, I mean, I used, when I was little, I wanted to be a paleontologist. You oh, know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was like obsessed with dinosaurs. I still am. I'm that <laughs> weird friend. Everyone sends dinosaur memes to and buys dinosaur stuff for but and i'm grown but uh it's okay it's a health it's a healthy passion <laughs> uh but i i wanted to be a lawyer 
Oh, wow. And I, I, yeah, I wanted to help people through law as much as I could. And uh, I feel like in franchising, I, I got to live that, you know, I felt like I had to be a lawyer with all the agreements and that, but um, yeah, that's what I wanted to do when I grew up. Now, being uh, obviously uh, an entrepreneur like yourself right now, uh, it's, it's a busy time. Uh, you know, uh, your business is always on your mind, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur. I'm just curious, uh, how do you um, how do you find that work-life balance? What do you do for, for work-life balance? Well, um, for, for myself, my perspective is this. If you love what you do, work doesn't feel like work. Um, and so, and for anyone that knows me, um, it's always how, when I worked at Joey, it was, how's Joey? Uh, <laughs> it's not, how are you? I was always a sec a second to business and orange theory. How's OTF? And then it's like, oh yeah, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Actually, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, and so, but I, but I take a lot of pride in that. You know, I really, I really, when I do something, I like to throw myself into it. Um, and what I do for myself is, um, I spend 30 minutes minimum a day, whether it's, you know, if it's I'm cooking a really great meal or I'm working out, I, I really believe in that active self-medication and self-care 30 minutes a day. I, no matter what, and, and people know, I mean, if I get home at midnight from a busy day at the restaurant, I'm running on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Uh -huh. It's just what's happening. It doesn't matter if it's 5 a.m. It doesn't matter if it's midnight or 1 a.m. Yeah. I will spend that 30 minutes no matter what. You need that recharge. And that's, yeah. That's what kind of fuels you, fuels me to just stay as busy as I need, as I need to be. Oh, wonderful. All right. Uh, well, thanks a lot, uh, Hifa, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice chatting with you. Okay. And I will definitely call you when come to Edmonton this summer. You have to. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. Wonderful. That was Hifa Malecki, owner and uh, partner with El Corazon YEG. I'm Mario Taniguzzi. This has been Edmonton's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.